Matthew Meyer, will he return for a fifth year at Baylor or declare for the NBA draft? And maybe more importantly, should he? This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Hey, everybody. Drake Toll here from Sikkim 365 alongside Cameron Stewart, a local news guy. Cam, welcome back and welcome to YouTube. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, it's it took a while to get to YouTube. I feel like I'm hitting, you know, the promised land right now. Moses never made it. I've made it. You have made it to YouTube like a million bucks. Locked on Baylor has too. Thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every day on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your first watch every day on YouTube. And Cam, today's question is one that has been burning in my mind and most Baylor folks' mind for and not eternity necessarily, but at least the past month or so. And that's, does Matthew Meyer stay with Baylor men's basketball for a fifth year? We open up the mailbag. There are a lot of folks who have a lot of opinions on this. But to start it broad, does Matthew Meyer decide to return to Baylor, and should he? Yes, I was going to say, there's two questions here. Very divisive across Baylor Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Does he? No. No. I just don't. I don't I don't think he does. I think he's ready to move on. Should he? Yeah. Probably for I think it would be the best for both parties and maybe I'm a little biased cuz I'm a fan. I want the team to be better next year and but we talked about it. We've actually talked about it a couple of times. Yeah. That was a regression this year. Yeah. Uh in terms of his stock anyway. Like Scott Drew talked about how great he was doing the little things for them all year which he hadn't done in any of the first 3 years. So that's that's great. That's awesome. But I think it actually did hurt Baylor a little bit down the stretch. We talked about it with the Kendall Brown stuff. Like if Kendall Brown was rebounding and being a deterrent at the rim, Matthew Meyer was probably putting up 15 plus a game. And that really changes things for Baylor down the stretch. Uh, So maybe he can do that next year, or maybe he just rounds it all out and puts it all together. But I think he, I mean, he's a guy who was looking at the NBA last year. I don't think, I think his stock's actually maybe worse than last year. Um, so I think he's probably moving on, though. I do I do think he is moving on. I, I think it's worse his stock because of age, for the most part, right? And the big part of that is a year can cost you millions of dollars. Matthew Meyer would have probably been the 60th pick in the NBA draft last season had he declared. He didn't. He came back this year. You talk about the regression, but you know Evan Mia tweeted this, evanmia.com, on February 1st. Matthew Meyer at that point in time was the sixth most impactful player in the nation mostly because of his defensive impact for Baylor. His defense had improved so much. He has the NBA archetype too, but you talk about regression, and Matthew Meyer is a guy who averaged 9.8 points per game this year. He was at five rebounds, one assist, shot 41% per game. He was my preseason Big 12 player of the year, and I really couldn't have been more wrong on that. But I think it's a situation for a guy that it probably still behooves you to come back if you're not yeah. going to get drafted anyway and play for Scott Drew, no? Yeah, and I think I said this about Akinjo, too, is yeah. I'm like, look, he doesn't really have any draft stock this year. So you can your options are G League overseas probably. Maybe, you know, you're a great story and you get some shot in the NBA like Freddie Gillespie did, like Ish Wayne Wright's getting right now. It's a long road. But to me, it's like, all right, why not give it a go for another year? And those options are going to be there for you anyway. You know, the NBA is such a crapshoot. I mean, we see so many guys in the NFL 
who like kind of come from nothing and become decent players, usually not like great players, but I mean, receiver, you see it all the time, sixth, seventh round picks from small colleges that make good careers out of it. You just don't see it as much in the NBA. If you're outside of the lottery or even outside of the top 10, it's just the odds are not in your favor. So to me, yeah, give it another go. See if you can have some team success. That always helps. Uh, and try and round out your game more fully, and those options are still going to be there. Even if you get hurt, which is, I know a lot of the things that a lot of guys weigh, like the freshmen who are going to be lottery picks, well, if I get hurt next year, they're right. losing a lot of money. It's not the case here. Like The options, I think, are going to be there no matter what. Cam, I'm going to pitch this to you for the third time in our lives. What do the locations, Oklahoma City, Israel, Latvia, Croatia, Czech Republic, Germany, France, Lithuania, Poland, Greece, and Portugal all have in common. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You have not gotten it right yet. So this would be surprising. All places. Hear me out. All places I have not had a stake in. Mm. Mm. No. Countries uh, of which I have dated a girl from. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does that correlate to our conversation today? They are also countries, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma City uh, being exempt from that. Also places that Tweety Carter played professional basketball. What a coincidence that is, by the way. I know. What a coincidence. And say what you will, I have never had a stake in any of those places. Box for box. Just up and down the list. Tweety Carter, myself, and you, all three brothers. You know, blood brothers, basically those nations being you know somewhere on our list, all in succession. And that is where Tweety Carter played his professional career. And I think if Matthew Meyer declared for the NBA draft, he probably starts looking at? at the G League at Oklahoma City and then finds himself in Israel, Latvia, Croatia, Czech Republic, China, Lithuania. Pol- the list goes on. I could uh, see him becoming like an absolute legend in like China, like Jimmer Fredette did Jimmer or something. Fredette. Like he's just like, and he just like lives there the rest of his life. He's like, I got it good here. You know, he's got women all over him. He's got like signing autographs all the time. He's an absolute legend. So Cam, Matthew Meyer to me was going to take the next step. And I know I mentioned I had him as my big 12 player of the year. We're going to well, get- We did all think that, by the way. You're, right. I mean, it's I, easy to just dump on you for that, but. I, I think everybody was right there to first team all Big 12. I would have put uh, not my life savings, but something similar on him being at least first team all Big 12 this season. He comes in and talk about national championship year. He played 16 minutes a game, shot 49%, shot 40% from three. I didn't realize his numbers were that good. He only he averaged four rebounds per game and his scoring per game was 8.1. So now as a starter stepping into a team leader role as a senior, he goes from shooting, you know, 40% from three to 32%. He drops 10-ish percent in overall field goal percentage, playing seven more minutes per game, and only has about two more points per game. The regression is obviously there. It's hurting his draft stock. So then, do you want Matthew Meyer back for Baylor next season, given the opportunity to say yes or move on? I mean, I know where you're coming from. But the answer is yes. Where I am still... I coming from? Do well, you? I mean, you just, you laid it out. You laid it out. You're coming from Oklahoma City and Portugal and Lithuania, Lithuania. and all that crap. Yeah. Jeez. So, but it is like, it is, you are bringing crap, 10 points a game. It's not crap. That's professional it... basketball to you. Anyway, Drake. 
uh, for a team that's losing a lot of its scoring too. Yeah, it's nice to bring back. Um, we although we could have said that even more so going into this season. Yes, I do think it's a positive to bring back. Uh, if I mean. For nothing else, Matthew Meyer should be able to walk into the gym and give you 10 points a game in his fifth year. He should yeah. be able to. Um, but And the frustrating thing about this year, though, was you think, if you would, if I had told you at the beginning of the season, all right, Matthew Meyer's going to regress, you'd be like, right. okay, well, he's starting for the first time. He's going to get a lot more attention. He maybe just doesn't handle it. But then I tell you that at like the midpoint of the season, when we realize there are stars in James Akinjo, and there's more scoring maybe than we thought from Adam Flagler and from Sohan and all this. And you're like, okay, Matthew Meyer isn't getting doubled on every possession, and he's still not really doing what we thought he's going to do. That's frustrating. So, yes, I do. All that to say, I yeah. do think, yes, it is a guy you'd want to have back. I, I don't know that he's like the floor general captain type. You're like, oh my God, great guy to have in the locker room and all that. But he is a guy who would be in his fifth year has won a national championship, was a pretty good part of that national championship team, and maybe not the vocal leader, the guy who's going to pick you up by your bootstraps, but he did pick up a lot of the dirty work and the slack down the stretch this year. So it's not great for his NBA draft stock, but did help the team out. And so, yes, I, I do think you'd like to bring him back. EvanMia.com to this day still rates Matthew Meyer really highly. I know that's a metric. A lot. A lot that's of, a lot. That's a lot. A lot of folks look at EvanMia.com and if NBA scouts are doing the same, they're seeing Matthew Meyer as the sixth. That is number six overall player in the country, in the nation, according to EvanMia.com. And Evan is not wrong about not only many things. Evan's just not wrong in general. He also rates Matthew Meyer as the number one player in the Big 12 as well, just overall analytically. His plus minus on Matthew Meyer is plus 269, whatever that means, but it sounds good. And he's got him at number one overall. So it obviously adds a piece to your team if Matthew Meyer comes back as a fifth-year senior. And what I want to do, Cam, now is get into the mailbag. Today's show is going to be a little different. There are two major segments for the folks that are listening. The first being, for the folks that aren't listening, there are like seven, right? It's dependent. For the folks that are listening, there are two. And the first one is Matthew Meyer conversation. Does he stay? Does he go? And you get involved with the mailbag. The second is coach superlatives in Baylor history. But before we get to that mailbag, I got to tell you, about Built Bar. So everybody, I know you've heard me bring it up before, but Built Bar is something that's helped me keep my New Year's resolution. It's that time of year where everybody usually gives up on theirs, but I have stuck with mine to eat healthier with Built Bar. You know, sometimes I struggle to keep the, that like athletic lifestyle, the the healthy run every day, work out every day. Built Bar helps me stay healthy with a, a basically, I call it a candy bar that only has 130 calories, four grams of sugar, Four net carbs, 17 grams of protein compared to a candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, a gajillion carbs as well, and like no protein. So Built Bar, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. The new flavor this month is white chocolate coconut as well. So you can kind of find whatever flavor suits you. They've got it. Built Bar, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your Built Bar order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Trust me, I know that you will not regret it. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Cam, as we open up the mailbag, let's do some uh, not-so-blind reactions to a couple of these. And we'll start with Mike Camperman, who says Meyer has NBA talent and turns 23 years old next season. Gave Baylor four years. If it wasn't for COVID, he'd have no eligibility left. The NBA needs to experience Matthew Meyer time. Look for him to exceed current expectations. The advanced analytics from Evan Mia have him as the best player in the Big 12. Is the NBA ready for Matthew Meyer time? Uh, I would say the first 60 selections of the NBA draft will say no. Does that mean he can't play in the NBA? No. And I think some of that is right. He is a good archetypal player. And like we said, he is a plus guy. He is not a minus player. I don't think that would necessarily change in the NBA. So I, maybe, yeah. I, I just don't see him in the next year or two signing like a real contract. It's all going to be two-way, 10-day. It's going to be a struggle for him to get there, but he can get there for sure. I, I agree. I, I don't think it's that the NBA is not ready for the Matthew Meyer time. Or the NBA needs to be ready for Matthew Meyer time. It is Matthew Meyer time ready for the NBA. How much is the league lacking? But I still want to thank Mike for sending in his text message and we'll get to Texas lost to Kansas. 22 is the handle on this guy. You got to specify. Yeah. yeah. Which sport in uh, not baseball, probably Matt Meyer should go. His mullet should stay. Don't ask how just make it happen. Getting this one quickly. Does Flo Thamba take over the mullet? I, I just thought you would. It's staying. It's on this YouTube right now. Like that is staying. That's not go. That's not leaving. Wake up, Matthew Except Meyer. For international inspired. business trips. Boom. Huh? How's it staying? This is how it's staying. Right here. Right here. Well, we could give it a go. I don't think. Thamba, yeah. Give me Jonathan Chamo Chachwa. Could just shave the sides. Come back with a mullet. Somebody. Give me somebody Sohan, with a Sohan mullet. Sohan stays. He hasn't declared yet. Bring in, he hasn't, and that's going to be on a show coming up. Get ready for that, folks. Uh, this is Butler coming in from Scotty B, the Baylor King. If Matthew Meyer wants to help NBA draft stock, then come back. Whatever he decides in general, I understand completely. Cam, if he comes back, does that, well, I think his draft stock, his draft opportunities are thwarted completely for this draft. I don't think him coming back, even if he puts up a you know, remarkable first-team All-American type season gets him drafted at a five-year player. Um, I mean, it could get him drafted. I don't think it would put him in the first round or anything. I mean, because they, they know what kind of player he is. And if he reaches, you know, more of his potential next year, that's awesome for everyone involved, right? But I think the scouts know what kind of player Matthew Meyer is. So... Yeah, I mean, someone might take a waiver on him late if he has a great year next year, for sure. Uh, but I don't think that's putting him up in the lottery or anything, and maybe that's what Matthew Meyer says to himself. And he's just like, well, then I'll just go this year. A couple more of these to hit, too, Cam. Uh, this one says, first of all, in regards to Matthew, he needs to stay. Where else would he go? He's a campus hero. The students love him. The fans love him. That is, well, 
Maybe. We, well, I, based off yesterday, who knows? Or the, right. the list a couple days ago. Based off the list of folks that were like pl- most disliked player, Matthew Meyer, which, yeah. no, that's objectively wrong. There are much better options out there. Says he's a campus hero. With Flo returning, the new young talent arriving, Matt and Flo will give the team veteran leadership that in the past has led to great seasons and national championship. If Matthew leaves, his basketball career will probably be over. So why not take a shot and come back? Cam, I'm honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen Matthew Meyer as a leader of a locker room. No, and obviously we don't know for sure because we're not in there, but he's, yeah, he's not a very vocal guy. And Coach Drew has said this. Coach Drew, my coach, Coach Drew, has said this. Uh, and I don't know that he means it in a bad way, but he's been honest that like Matthew Myers, like a late bloomer, it yeah. takes him a while to catch on to, to things sometimes. And that's usually just not a trait of like you're all out team leader, you know? Right. And, Again, I don't know that that's necessarily a knock, but I, I was saying earlier, I don't know that you like Coach Drew. Coach Drew is begging to bring him back because, like, oh mm. my God, I need someone to glue this team together. I don't think that's it. Mm. I think it's a great point. If it's Jared Butler or Macy Oteague, those are the kind of guys that probably have the better head to be the the leading star on a team. I'm not sure if Matthew Meyer brings exactly that to the program, but experience is always favored. Thank yeah. you for your text. Uh, that one did not have a name accredited to it, but Braden Murray says, as infuriating as he was to watch at points this season, I genuinely wouldn't mind if Matthew Meyer stayed next season. If Sohan decides to leave, Meyer could add depth to the forward or center position, especially JTT out for the early season games. And he'd be a nice veteran presence in the locker room. Great rebounder, proven himself capable of making some electrifying shots in crunch time as well. He brings the Matthew Meyer time back to Waco. I'll be honest, if I had to say right now, based off that text, do I want Matthew Meyer time in Waco next season? I do still think I say yes. It got you fired up, huh? That got, got you fired up. Thinking about I mean, Matthew it's Meyer not time. Wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, we just talked about the leadership thing. I don't know that that's exactly right. Right. Um, but yeah, he's not going to be a negative player. And when you're going to have as much turnover, I, I mean, Baylor always does, usually coming from the transfer portal more so than freshmen. But uh, with the tr- with the turnover you're going to have, um, that's nice to have a guy that you know is not going to be a negative player. Last text here before we get into our coaching conversation. T-Rex says, we are uh, rooting for Matthew Meyer to stay for two reasons. Number one, improve his draft stock. And number two, continue to piss off opposing fans and fling his mullet sweat into the eyes of our enemies as we see them pushed from their lands. And... If there is not a more infuriating player in college basketball for opposing fan bases, I wouldn't be too surprised, but vaguely, because Matthew Meyer really yeah. makes people mad. I, I would have, I mean, I would have loved to have, for him to be on like the JJ Reddick scale, like the best yeah. player in the country, but also the most hated. I don't think Baylor can ever be that, but just that guy who really embraces it, I, I really wish he was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he is, I mean, tough to find more hated players than him. Uh, I mean, we just see it from the Big 12, but they don't really enjoy him beating you. So Matthew Meyer time, in the end, Cam, if you had to decide in Matthew's mind, do you come back or do you go? What say you, quick hitter? Inside the mullet. Inside the mullet. No, he doesn't come back. Boom, gonzo. Folks, I want to tell you this before, Cam, we get into our coaching conversation, that NFL draft is on the way. 
Locked On NFL Draft live coverage is coming and Odyssey NFL Mock Draft Special. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every day. For a big announcement, starting Thursday, April 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft's Draft Special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Where? Locked on NFL Draft Live, Odyssey NFL Mock Draft. Those are both found uh, on Locked on NFL Draft YouTube page and then the Odyssey and Locked on NFL Draft podcast feeds. April 28th at 6 p.m. Central Time, 29th at 6.30, make it 5.30, April 30th at 10.30 a.m. Odyssey NFL Mock Draft, April 18th, 22nd, and 25th. And I do also want to tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the lead sponsor. For today's episode, Rock Auto, uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, right? Like, I got in a wreck recently. I got T-boned by Kayo. Gosh, dang it. And I had no idea. They're like, what's your car? And I was like, I don't know. It's a Nissan something. I think it's, a, it's like a Maxima. They're like, what kind of Maxima? I was like, I don't know. It's a Maxima. Rock Auto, somehow magically, they know exactly what your car is. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts that you can get online? Don't go in-store. They're going to upcharge you. Go online to Rock Auto. You could get, uh, okay, for example, Honda Odyssey pump for $353 in-store. It's $216 at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And today, if you write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? They will know that we sent you. Do that at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at Rock Auto. Okay, Cam, here we go. This conversation has been so nice the past couple of days talking about Baylor players, coaches who you liked, who you disliked, who grew on you, and today we bring it onto the show. Cam, where I want to start with this list of superlatives is the most disliked coach in Baylor history, and while it could be objective, there are like seven answers what what's your Mount this, Rushmore? This was nuts, by the way, on Twitter. I'm I see this at first, and I'm like, okay, well, really, there are two like knocked on, like nailed on, not gonna Easily. knock them. Two like stand above the rest. Yeah. And when I tell you, I had to go through like six or seven of these tweets to find one of those names was ridiculous. Yeah. Two guys that are two people that are nailed on. And neither of them are Matt Rule, by the way. Neither yeah. of them are Matt Rule. I'm sorry. I mean, objectively, it's Dave Bliss. And yeah. And one and one A is Art Bryles. Right. Um, I, I, I guess dislike would probably go more to Bliss because he also sucked as a coach, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I think there are yeah. still some people who have a soft spot for Bryles for better or for worse. Uh, so those are the two that are the worst. But I saw far too many Kim Mulkeys in there, yeah. And but a lot of Matt Rule, uh, one Larry Fedora, which one is Fedora enough shout, decent I, enough shout. I love the Fedora. I saw a few <laughs> I think Fedoras. That's not bad for overrated. That uh, was like, you know, there was a coach. If, in fact, if there was a Mount Rushmore, he's probably he, he might be on there for me. He might be. He might. I mean, be. Guy he's... Morris is like the worst Power Five coach ever, and he coached here for like what seven years or something. Like they just kept letting him lose every conference game uh I, yeah it kind of became a game it was like yeah. we hate him so why not kind of leave him in the fire 
And, and he didn't even spell Morris right, which is super frustrating. Like that dude just loved like, that dude lost like every friggin' game he ever coached. He was awful. Cam Bliss was much better. Yeah. So most my dislike underrated is and overrated Bliss, coach. Underrated and overrated. This is where I struggle. Underrated and over um, right. There, well, no, no, no. Before we get to that, I'm gonna give you my disliked because underrated oh, and overrated. Yes. I think ahead, overrated could easily be Fedora. That's why he shouldn't go on disliked. My most disliked. Oh God, it's low. It's low hanging fruit. Obviously, there are two low hanging fruits, but it's got to be Dave Bliss. I saw that. Oh, you should have done Art Brile so we could split it. We now well, they're gonna th- now. What are they gonna say about us, Drake? What a one B. But gonna be like we're cab people. I saw the the disgrace documentary, which I love, by the way. I really did. I loved it. I saw the disgrace documentary. So well done. And Dave Bliss is just an. Can I say asshole? Is that okay? I mean, I, yeah. I don't think to explain Dave you Bliss. That, yeah. yeah. So he's sitting on, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Turn this off now and come back in 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. On the interview, the interviewer is like, it, well, Dave looks at the interviewer and he's like, I'm I'm not on, am I? And the guy was like, mm-mm. And he was like, yeah. Pat Dennehy was a drug dealer. That guy, was, of course he was selling drugs. The dude just starts roasting Patrick Dennehy. It's like, man, it's been 20 years. He's really committed to the bet. And you are sticking to the thing that got you fired. The best part, they immediately flipped to a clip of like his new boss at the time. Was it like Oklahoma Christian or Southwest Christian, whatever it was? Nazarene, who gives? Yeah. And the guy's like, we believe that Dave Bliss has changed man. It's like, oh God, that's going to be a bad look when this documentary comes out. Lo and behold, 48 hours after it's released, Dave Bliss is fired. And he just never became, he's signing books at an FCA thing as B-roll in this documentary after just dragging Pat Dennehy through the mud. It's like, God bless, dude. Like, what are you doing right now? He is just the worst. It's so funny because I've heard that. I've had that thing happen to me where, like, I've interviewed somebody and then Mm. they do give you some information. Like, it's usually like a cop or a fireman that will be like, we can't can't say it's a total loss right now, but, like, it's a total loss. Like, this isn't coming back. Um, or something like that, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you think that actually happened? But and he's just casually like, well, you know, he was a drug dealer. Like, I can't say that because the the lawsuits, but he was. It's it's unfreaking believable. Dave Bliss, by the way, Bob Knight disciple. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was the best man at this guy's wedding, but I think they were best men together. He was Ooh. the best man's with Coach Mike Shashevsky. Mm, yeah, yeah bad look bad also coach k, coach k comes out after that happens after uh the assistant records a bless and was like coach k blames the assistant on he was like yeah Ooh. i wouldn't want an assistant recording me what are you doing well, i mean yes michael none of us want that but when we're breaking the law literally breaking the law it's like all right yeah all right, right. that happens. That Same happens. thing with the interviewer. The interviewer is like, I want to keep journalistic integrity by, you know, not outing a source. But also, when the source is Dave Bliss, it's like, dude, hey, if he's like, are the cameras off? And you say, uh, yes. And the guy just starts rambling about things that are terrible. Release that ish. Thank you to that journalist. That did yeah, you no, in the end, it's it's a good result. Probably shouldn't be telling him the camera's off. I learned that in journalism school. Anyway. Bruce Eaton. Uh, but, but, uh, once you hear that, it's almost like your duty. And once a person's in front of the camera, assume the camera is on and your mic is on until that's always put in the that, back. That's a lesson always. today, kids. Anyway, that's a lesson. If you're a parent, we're, we're, tell your we're, kid. We're locked on disliked. Jeez. We're locked on. So give me Dave Bliss. Coach Art Bryles is definitely up there. And the reason why, the folks that love him, 
if you love Art Bryles, let me say this. I'm not going to start giving like this huge take, this big pushback, but there is nothing that happens in a football program. It's a true statement. I've heard this from 10 players. There's nothing that happens in a football program without the head coach knowing. Yeah, I can guarantee absolutely. you of that. I can guarantee you of that. There are things that Bryles knew that didn't come to the surface as quickly as they needed to. That much is objectively true, and that's why I do still think he belongs on that spot, and I will not go down fighting in a conversation where someone says, you know, Art Bryles is is the worst. You know, I'm, I'm not the pushback on either side. I'm going to stick <laughs> neutrally, but I feel like it's objective. We'll move on from that, though. Cam, uh, also, other coaches that you may dislike, um, Larry Fedora. That, yes, I think he can go on that. It's acceptable, just it's not acceptable. He would probably go overrated for me. Cam, um, your, your coach that grew on you, some of the, you were like, what the crap? And then just like, wow, I like this guy or girl. Good one. I mean, the obvious answer is Nikki Collin. Never that I was like down on her per se. Right. But it, we were all, you know, reasonably somewhat skeptical of like, hey, this is one of the three or four biggest programs in the sport. And we just lost a Hall of Fame coach and we're bringing someone in who doesn't coach to college. Like that's a reasonable skepticism. And she did very well. And it sounds like she's actually recruiting pretty well too, which is yeah. a hurdle. So I guess I, I'm going to go with her. There's a couple candidates for that. I, I'm going to go with her. Speaking of hurdles, Michael Ford would be someone who's at the top of that list for me, the new Baylor men's and women's yeah, track coach, because track felt a little stagnant there for the last few years. And then it's like, okay, you know, you're not getting, you're getting continuity, but you're not getting a change. So what do you, you can do the same thing. Now the men's track team's number five, women's team's number seven. I like Michael, Michael Ford. It's continually, he, I already loved the guy. And now it's just like, wow, that dude's a stand up freaking good coach. Most overrated coach in Baylor history. This was a, like I had struggled to pick this one because of lack of candidates. Yeah. Um, someone put in, I don't remember who the person on Twitter was, someone in your comments put in uh, Grant Taff and actually put up a decent argument as to why. Um, Watch out. They'll come for you. I'm, I'm not even necessarily picking him, but, and we should, he should be treated as the best football coach in our history so far. Yes. But it's, you know, He's just not one of the, he's not like even a Tom Osborne or yes, Bill McCartney, like, you know, so. Or a Paul McCartney. I, I get that, but I could also see him as being underrated, to be totally honest with you, because of what he did at Baylor and at the time he did it, uh, I'd probably go more underrated. So overrated, Drake? Uh, Jerome Tang hasn't won a game as a head coach yet, so. Mm, he's 4-0 as an interim head coach. So do you, do you want to make that conversation now? Not enough wins. Four wins as a head coach. Uh, yeah, but a hundred, a thousand percent win percentage. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, um give me an overrated one. Bill Henderson. You know, who Bill Henderson is. Uh, yes, of course. That's my dad. Uh-huh. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. Bill Henderson, head coach, of the Baylor men's basketball team, 1948, 48. Yeah. <gasps> Made the final four national. I think they made the title game in 48. Yes, so, they lost to Kentucky. Take that. Take that. Bill Henderson, most underrated. We don't talk about Bill Henderson enough. That man built. He's the you reason. Could, wait, you, F- you didn't give an overrated, did you? Uh, overrated. You don't. I mean, I didn't have one either, but you don't get to just skip out. Yeah. Um. Overrated. I don't know, man. Can I go Sonya? Sonya. Oh, I don't know. If she, she was overrated coming in, and then she just didn't do anything at Baylor. So maybe Sonya. Um, underrated, underrated, underrated. 
I think that's good. Glenmore's been like four yeah. World Series. Last yeah. one was in 2017. That's like four years ago, dude. That's good. The guys almost won a thousand. It's like games. it's like being a women's basketball team in the American Conference. Like yeah, and you have UConn there every year. Right. Well, so, yeah, and yes. when you're playing, yeah, you know, you're gonna. It's have not like you can only have one team. Like the they were school. there with Oklahoma, but. Yeah. Uh, greatest Baylor coach of all time. For those that said Dave Aranda, no, don't someday. do that. Someday. Not someday. someday, not today. Greatest Baylor coach of all time. Clyde Hart. I like Correct. it. Yeah. I like Clyde Hart. Great guy, he, too. Still pretty sharp for his age. Interviewed him last year. Mount Rushmore, Clyde Hart, Grant Taff should be up there. Uh, I mean, Scott Drew is the other one. Scott like, Drew. Not Kim, only just where he started, but also national champs. And then Kim Mulkey, I'd say they're like yep. tied because Kim, they built equally me. respectable programs. Yeah. Kim scares me. Kim scared me at the time. Kim still scares me today. But Clyde um, Hart was coaching like like the best runners in the world were asking him to personally coach them. Like he's yeah. Uh, also who was the 2005 Baylor men's tennis coach? Bet you don't know. I really don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. That guy <sighs> deserves a shout. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, he freaking does. And I, I don't either. I wish I knew. <laughs> this I really is you do. tennis. Drake C toll. I literally am tennis. I can't, there's nothing <sighs> like, I can't, I can't I put it. Benjamin Becker was on the Matt team. Noel. No. Matt freaking Noel was the guy's name. Of Still isn't that. Matt Noel. Yeah. So credit to that guy for most. Let's underrated. get him on the show. He won a national champion. I would love to. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll look into that. And sure he's alive first, please. Exactly. That is my thing. That's my stipulation. <laughs> That's my stipulation. Gotta be alive to be on this one. And favorite Baylor coach of all time. Cam, we're way out of time, but go. I guess it's got to be Scott Drew. How Scott can you not Drew. like the guy? I do love Kim Mulkey, no. though, but I'm going to go with Scott Drew. I don't know if I love Kim Mulkey as much as everyone else. I got to cover her leaving. I love her as a coach. I, I got to cover her here. She said that one person. time where she was like, if your daughter doesn't want to go to Baylor, slap her in the face or punch her or something. It was like, oh. Hey, we, need, we needed to hear that. We needed to hear that. Drew. Not sure you can that. say that It's one. not great. We needed to hear. Not it was, sure you came at the perfect time. That. I was cheering. Whew. Cam, thanks for coming on today, as always. Always a fun Dude, dialogue. Anytime, man. Literally? Yes, actually. Yeah. Free All agent. Right. Sweet or whatever. Um, if you're out there and you do stuff, uh, hire Cam. Yes. Only if you pay money though. That's been uh, something that's been lost in the lost in translation. Lost in translation. Yeah. Uh Cam, thanks again. And bye, Cam. Folks, thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every day. Join back tomorrow when a sports illustrated national football writer joins this show to talk all things Baylor football recruiting. It's going to be, as the kids are saying nowadays, a banger of a show. And make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This has been thanks for joining everybody keep retweeting it keep subscribing on the youtube subscribe that's a great idea has been locked on baylor